Hey, Chadley. Hey, Colby, what's going on? Welcome to the pod show. This is one of those pod shows. This is the best intro. Space episode? Nothing but space! Hold on, I forgot to crack this beverage before, so. Oh, that's a good call. I left all my beverages at a friend's house last night and was too embarrassed to go and get them. Yeah? Did you make a fool out of yourself last night, Chad? <laughs> oh, you fucking bet your ass. When do when do when was the last time, or if there ever was a time, that I got drunk and didn't barf on someone? That's true. That's <laughs> a that's a, a true thing that I do. I tend to barf a lot. I, I barf a lot regularly. Yeah, that's true. Put some liquor in me, and that shit's like a volcano. I've seen you. I've seen you throw up just. From exerting physical exercise, so <laughs> you've seen me throw up more than I want any person who have ever seen me throw up. And it wasn't even like it wasn't even like you you ran a marathon and threw up. That would be understandable. You swam to a dock, which was like five <laughs> feet away, and that was too much exercise for you. So you started vomiting into the lake. <laughs> right into the lake too. Yeah, you're right sad. In, Right into the water. That was amazing. That was a great day. So much vomiting. So we got a lot of good stuff to talk about today. We're not just going to be talking about my vomit. (laughs) (laughs) We got some space movies. And you know what? We'll talk about this later, but some good space trailers came out this week, too. So we'll... Oh, yeah. We'll fucking, we'll fucking get right into that one. I want to talk a little bit about the awesome trailers that came out this week. But this is Space Week, so we're talking about... Uh, space movies, you're going to want to stick around. We're talking about Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh-huh. We're talking about Moonraker. We're talking about Interstellar, starring Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right, all right, all right. I'm glad, I'm glad you... I almost went and did that bit, but I was like, you know what? He's probably going to do the bit if I just say <laughs> Matthew McConaughey. He'll probably do it. But yeah, uh, yeah. And then, of course, we're going to have our top five space movies, so it's tons of stuff you're going to want to hear. Oh, wow, that's a lot of stuff. How can we fit it all in an hour, Chadley? We'll get. We're gonna have to. We're gonna, gonna have, have to bullshit to it. That's right. Absolutely. So we got. Uh, we got Chris old, good, or good old Chris Prattley. Chris and, Prattley. Uh, Chris Prattley. I believe that's his name. James. James Gunn. And uh, uh, I love me some James Gunn. First off, let's just talk about how like James Gunn. Like this guy basically came out of indie movies and into like one of the biggest franchises ever. How's that fucking happen? That's fantastic. Right. Absolutely. Also, also, how did Chris Pratt get from like the fatness that he was in season five Parks and Rec to even even before <laughs> that? How did he go from drug dealing kid in the OC to where he is now? <laughs> yeah, unbelievable. He's he has gone through he's gone through quite a transformation. Oh and, yeah, uh, that's that's for sure. I remember back when Parks and Rec like first started, like second or third season, people used to tell me I look like Chris Pratt, and then he got really handsome, so people stopped saying that. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, you've recently discovered the majesty that is Parks and Rec, and is that just because of your love of Chris Pratt, or how did you... Yeah, I, I really... I, I, I like Aubrey Plaza as well. I, yeah, I, no, I, she's good. But before I watched Parks and Rec, the reason I wouldn't watch it is because I always had it set in my mind that I hate Amy Poehler, Aziz Ansari, and Rashida Jones. Yeah, it's. I don't. I, I don't. I don't like. I'm not much for Amy Poehler or or Rashida, but Aziz, man, he he's he's so fucking good. So so I, I I've been thinking about this a lot recently, and I've been thinking about the characters and how 
we all fit into the, the characters in the show. Now, I think I'm most like Andy. You're clearly <laughs> like Ron Swanson. And then Lauxi is so much like Tom Haverford. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he is. He's, he's, he, would, he would start Rent-A-Swag. <laughs> Rent-A-Swag, yeah. So in the, past, in the past seven days, I've watched four and a half seasons of that show. And it's just... It's quite just, a bit. Yeah, it's just magical. I've seen I've seen so much. But, uh, yeah, I got into it because I really like Chris Pratt, specifically in Guardians of the Galaxy, and I was like, well, uh, maybe this will be worth it. And after watching the first season, I thought Chris Pratt was going to be, like, a guest star only sometimes on the show. See, I don't and, really like the first season of Parks and Rec, but after that I feel like it gets a lot stronger. Yeah, I'm trying to get my girlfriend into it right now, and she's like, well, I'm five episodes in to the first season, and so far it's kind of boring. And I was like, you just, you got to push through. You got, <laughs> it gets really good. Like, yeah. As soon as as soon as soon you start getting the Burt Macklin bits. But that's like, that's what I told, like, Hardner, who's normally on this show, not today. I'm like, just watch the first season, just get through it, and then once you get to season two, you will adore this show. And, like... So far, everyone that I've recommended it to, they enjoy it, man. The thing is, though, is that the first season is like, it's not the best, but it's so short. I, I watched the entire first season waiting for the Smash Bros, the new Smash Bros game to download. Yeah, what is it? like? It's not very many episodes, right? It's six. Six episodes. Right. It's like The Office. Two hours. A two hour, two hours of your life that is sort of a push, but it introduces you to the characters, including the Jizzy character that is known as Mark. That I am so glad they killed off. Yeah, he's not. He didn't last very long. Yeah, he fell down an elevator shaft, which was a cool way to kill him. <laughs> well, that happened. Um, so we're talking about Guardians of the Galaxy at some point here. Absolutely, we probably should get into that. Seeing as this is the space episode, and we just spent so much time talking about Parks and Rec, a TV show on our movie podcast. Yeah, what the fuck, Jay? <laughs> Save that for the TV pod. You're the one who brought it up. Yeah, I know. I didn't. I, I understand that, but <laughs> now I'm switching gears here. All right. Right. Cool. Cool. Cool story. So, Guardians of the Galaxy. We got Chris Pratt, Lee James Gunn. Who, both of them have gone through some amazing, magnificent uh, transfiguration to mm -hmm. become perfect human beings. Um, now, Guardians of the Galaxy. This is this is brand spanking new on DVD. Came out in August. Um, yep. Got the Blu-ray over here. Love the Blu-ray. Very fun. Very fun watch. Now I watched this this week, but I also saw it in theaters, and I always knew you didn't see it. Yeah, I always I've, knew you I've didn't never see seen it because everyone saw it the first day it came out, and then I was just like, "So does anybody want to see this?" And they're like, "Yeah, we already all saw it." So I'm like, "Well, fuck. I guess I'm waiting now." <laughs> so it's a movie that I really, really liked. I think it's really great. What do you think? It's good. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. good review. Well done. Yep. Everybody wrap up. The podcast is over. Fucking wrap it up. <laughs> I liked a lot about it. There was some things that were, uh, you know, choices that were a little strange. But for the most part, it's a very solid film. And better than a lot of sort of Marvel. Like, Marvel, they kind of go with the same formula. Mm -hmm. Which is why they all kind of run together for me, but this this kind of stands out as different. I think that's why it became so much popular. And they just they just continually switch out Chris Evans and Robert Downey Jr. 
in your yeah, Call of Duty movies? It just kind of feels all cookie cutter, right? It's like I used to really like superhero comics, and but the, you can only read like so much of them before it just is the same thing again. Cause yeah, I, I I agree with you there. I agree with you there. And I feel like the same thing is now translating onto screen. But that's that's why they always do those events every summer. Like you've had Civil War. Um, there's been a bunch of them. Uh, Avengers versus X Men was two years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're doing these events, which are kind of the only thing that are interesting. Oh, this this year they're doing the Death of Wolverine. That's that's what it is. Ah, uh, yeah. So they they do these events, and I feel like that's where where these movies are going. You're like, yeah, you have to have some sort of gimmick to for them to be interesting, right? Yeah, and I, I definitely feel you there, specifically with um, actually pretty much the entire Phase 2, that besides Guardians of the Galaxy. We got Iron Man 3, Thor 2, and Captain America 2. They seem like movies that just didn't need to exist, but just existed for the sake of being there. Yeah, I liked I liked Winter Soldier, but the other two... Yeah, yeah. I agree. Winter Soldier had some really good moments in it, and it actually progressed the story of the Avengers, which I liked. But Thor and Iron Man didn't I, need to happen. I'm not, I'm not much of a Thor fan as it is. I, I never really got into his comics. And then the first one was just garbage. The first Thor movie's trash. I don't <laughs> I don't understand the love for that movie. And this one's... The second one I thought was better, but it's still... Yeah, it's still... It's still eh-ish. All it is is just Loki, like... Looking like a cool dude and like looking like a rock star with that fucking like getup, just trade, just tra- being a trader all the time. And that's all it is. And I don't know how much more Loki I can do. He's been in like fucking twelve films already. <laughs> like we I get it. it, Tom Hiddleston. He's a fucking sex machine, but like <laughs> we understand that Tumblr likes him. I can't do any more fucking Loki, man. Like, he doesn't do anything. Yeah, he's he also wasn't. I mean, like he was a villain, a big villain of the series, but not not to this extent. Why is he in all of the fucking movies? Like when he's always the bad guy. It's like, yo, you know how many fucking villains there are in this goddamn universe? Use some of them. Yeah. All right. I I totally agree. I it's totally the agree. opposite of Spider Man. Like in those fucking shitty Spider Man movies, they're using every single villain they have poorly. I might add. But like one thing that I find weird though is that after Avengers three, they're gonna have done Loki in the first Avengers, uh, fucking Ultron in the second Avengers, and then Thanos in the third Avengers. They've they're busting their nut on all the coolest villains right quick, and then it's gonna be like, okay, we need a a Flyman, get get him in there. <laughs> I have actually. Surprised that they went with Ultron this early, but it'll be cool. So I, I'm excited. James Spader is playing Ultron, and he's pretty good. He's weird. He was in. He was the bad guy in Drive Angry, which is like an amazing film. Yeah, man. James Spader's made some decisions in his career. That's right. <laughs> he was also in Teenage Mutant <laughs> oh, Ninja yeah, Turtles. I was talking to somebody the other day about how how shitty of a of a summer it was for blockbusters because we got. TMNT, Transformers 4, and fucking Godzilla, which are just like these four, three just big let-down pile of shit movies. I feel like RoboCop came out this year, too. I think, I think that was last year. <laughs> I, think that, that? I think they released that like in the fall or something. It all, it all runs together for me. 
<laughs> I don't I don't keep track of time anymore. I don't know what season is which. I think it's probably Christmas. It looks like it. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I we don't have snow here, so I don't know. So what did you think of Gardens of the Galaxy, Chadley? I know uh, you I, like it, but what's here? I, I fucking I really like it. Um, there were I I'd say Zoe Saldana, Chris Pratt. They have okayish chemistry. That's probably one of my biggest complaints is that I wish that they had gotten two people with better chemistry than sure. Zoe Saldana and Chris Pratt. But separately, they're both really great. I feel like uh, she's always green in things. Yeah, she's always some color. They always color her in. Like, she's always an alien, though, right? Like, yeah, absolutely. One thing, one thing that I think was kind of dumb about this. First of all, sir. First off, Dave Bautista, for sure, you can't act. I kind of loved him in this, though. I thought he was funny. He had some really good lines, but I feel like that was more on the part of the writing, and he for sure, he for sure is not a very good actor. Yeah, but I don't think it mattered though because of the yeah. character he was playing. Yeah, because of because of the type of character he was, it it really didn't matter, and that's not a huge complaint. Uh, Bradley Cooper He's is the raccoon. Awful, but like, yeah. <laughs> I know Dave Bautista is awful, but like, <laughs> I like I liked him in this. Like, it was uh, perfect for him. Bradley Cooper as the raccoon was definitely a highlight, and I think a lot of people would agree. Uh, Rocket Raccoon, of course. Yeah, Rocket is Raccoon. Like, I remember when the people first heard about this, and I've and I've read Guardians of the Galaxy for years, right? Back when it was on, like in comic book form before people actually gave a shit. But yeah. um, I remember people heard about it, and they would see the trailer, and they'd be like, "I don't want to see that movie. There's a fucking raccoon in it." <laughs> He's not a like, raccoon, how dare you? And I'm like, yeah, it's, it's fucking Rocket Raccoon. He's the bomb. And they're like, sounds stupid. And then the movie came out, and everyone's like, oh my god, I love Rocket. And it's like, oh, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you go fuck yourself right now. Um, and another thing, we have we have uh, Vinny D, Vin Diesel, rocking the voice of Groot. Most unnecessary thing ever. Yeah, could have got literally anybody else. They just... Okay, I don't know why the Iron Giant was in this movie. I was very confused. <laughs> Groot's like one of the most magical characters I've ever seen on screen, though. So. Yeah, he's he's he is a great character, and he's awesome. He's very whimsical. But here's what I imagine, all right? James Gunn is like, all right, I'm going to pay all of you main people, like, um, you know, like $5 million to do this movie. Zoe Saldana, we got to color you in with Chiffy Marker every morning. Chris Pratt... <laughs> Work out. Work out for a million years until you're not fat anymore. Uh, Bradley Cooper, you got to come in for extensive uh, voicing. Vin Diesel, you got to come in once and say two things, and, and you're good. Here's here's your five million dollar paycheck. Yeah, absolutely. Vin, Vin Diesel goes in, he pisses on everybody's lunch and fucking records his lines and pieces out. I don't know if that's accurate. Did he really get paid five million for that? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I, I assume it's probably how much you would you would chalk out for Vin D these days. Mm-hmm. I thought that was unnecessary. But one of the I really like this movie, but it had a really big problem with its villains and its ability to sort of uh, balance their villains. Is that because I don't? What was what was the name of the main villain? I totally fucking forget his name. The guy, you know, uh, the guy... Ronan. Ronan, right. Ronan seemed like a pretty badass villain, but the second that they showed Thanos, suddenly, Ronan seemed like kind of a pussy for the rest of the movie. 
Yeah, yeah. Like, a big, like a big pussy. And I didn't, I'm like, yeah, they can beat him. He's a fucking pussy. Yeah, it never did really feel like a, he never really did feel like a threat come, when you're against, like, four or five, like, super-powered people, <laughs> like... Yeah. And I enjoyed the fact that there was a, a bit of a, a war scene. There was the, the ship fight, which was excellent. That was cool. So good. One thing I also do want to say about this movie is that, it, although it's primarily an action movie, it's also extremely funny. Most of the credit for that is definitely due to the delivery of Chris Pratt and the way that he the way that he does things is hilarious. It's, would, he's a really good Peter Quill and like if you yeah. read the original Guardians of the Galaxy series he wasn't really like that so I mean he he still had quips and stuff and it was like it is like a comedy book but I don't know Chris Pratt brings something new to it is what I felt. Yeah, it was it was special. When I saw that movie in theaters, I saw it the first day that I moved here to this house, and I was like, "Fuck it, I'm done moving. What? I'm sick and tired of them packing shit for the day, so I'm just gonna go see a movie." And I just remember walking away, just thinking, like, I just witnessed something quite spectacular. And I would, I would, I would say that this is by far the best of these Marvel Cinematic Universe films, by far. Yeah. And I, I think that's due to it being you know, wanting to be its own thing so badly. And I think Chris Pratt has something to do with that. James Gunn has something to do with that. They wanted to make something original based off off this Marvel universe, and I, I really like that. So. One thing that I'm glad they didn't do is that in a lot of um, in a lot of Guardians of the Galaxy uh, comic books, uh, Iron Man was a part of the Guardians of the Galaxy, and that's something that I'm sort of glad they didn't really integrate into this because. Yeah. Robert Downey Jr. needs a nap. Yeah. Like, give that guy, give that guy some, some rest. At some point, Star-Lord gets, like, Iron Man armor, right? If I yeah. Yeah, that, that he does. That, that, the face thing that he has always stays like that, but he does eventually get full armor that's similar to his face thing. Right. I, I, I do remember the comics having, like, a like a talking head bit for a bit, for some of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't... I didn't glad they didn't incorporate any of that because that's like my least favorite thing about the book. One thing that I that I found weird about this movie is that like as much as I love this movie, there is some problems with it. There's a scene where uh, Star Lord, um, like fucking Gamora's ship gets hit and she's floating off into space. Yeah. So Star Lord's like, I'm getting out of my ship with my mask thing on. I'm gonna go save her. He takes that mask thing off. He puts it on her, and then he makes it back to the ship. He for sure wouldn't have made it. Well, like, neither of them would have, theoretically. No, yeah. but no fucking way. They. I, I did, I did find that scene a little weird. Cause it just it took so long, and like clearly they're both going to die. Yeah. Um, Another thing too that I want to say about this movie is that the the end credit like the scene after the credits might be the worst that Marvel has ever done. Yeah. So bad. They showcased Howard the Duck. And I know they're not they're they're not going to make a Howard the Duck movie. But you have to remember that there was a theater full of people waiting waiting for yeah, just a it's, it's all part of the quirkiness that is Guardians of the Galaxy though. That's what I feel. I guess. I don't know. I would have liked I would have liked something a little bit more hinty at something, maybe even coming up in a few future Avengers movie. 
I know that fucking the end credit scene for Spider the Amazing Spider-Man Two was literally just a scene from X-Men: Days of Future Past. It was like, go see X-Men. <laughs> fuck that movie. Fuck. Yeah. Fuck. Fuck whoever owns that shit. Fox is it? Uh, Sony owns. Fox owns X-Men. Okay. Yeah. Sony owns the Spider-Man. Well, fuck all that shit. Because <laughs> it's pretty much all trash. Only like the Spider-Man. I like X-Men. I like some of what X-Men are doing, but a lot of it's also like, you know. I don't know. I, I like the recent X-Men movies, but there's definitely there's some definitely some stinkers in the X-Men. I like the last. I like the last three quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I like Wolverine, Days of Future Past, and uh, First Class. First Class, yeah. Those three were really good, and then the rest, it's like, yeah, I couldn't, I don't have to watch any of those ever again because the these first, three are much better. The first two are take it or leave it kind of movies, and then the third and the X Men Origins Wolverine are fucking unwatchable. I like, I like this, I like X two a lot. Yeah, I liked um, who was it? That fucking weird guy who usually does only voices, but he played Nightcrawler. I thought he was all right, even though he's usually one of the worst actors of all time. It's yeah, like was, some, good, something right? Cummings or something like that. Yeah, I'm not familiar. Nathan Cummings? I don't know. I like. I just it. feel like they fucked up too much in the first three. Like, th- they didn't even try and make it like the comics, which is something that has changed recently in these movies. I feel. Yeah, and I and I appreciate that, and I like I like the direction that they're going. I heard that in X Men Apocalypse, we're gonna have the introduction of like. Um, you know, uh, Wolverine actually coming to the school. We're going to get, um, um, what's her fuck? Uh, uh with the, that girl, what's her name? I don't remember. You read? Yeah, no. Yeah, the, the girl, she was like the one that Wolverine wanted to bang. What's her name? Jean Grey? Yeah, Jean Grey. I can't believe I forgot that. I'm fucking dumb. But apparently we're going to get Jean Grey and Cyclops, my least favorite X-Men character, is coming back. All right. Yeah. Not many people like him, but he, he has he has quite the popularity, which is interesting. He's what some people call a pussy. He's, he's, too, he's too much of a pussy to be an X-Men. The, uh, the, the, new, the new Cyclops uh, comic is actually quite good. Haven't read. Haven't. Haven't. Have not read. He basically goes into space with like his father and like a fox lady, and they go on missions and shit in space. It's really weird. That sounds like an awesome sitcom. Yeah, it's good. They they got one season before being abruptly canceled. Yeah, absolutely. That's amazing. Like Gotham. So overall, what would you say for Guardians of the Galaxy? Fuck yes, hundred percent. Hundred percent. Fuck yes. Absolutely. Watch this movie. 100% fuck yes. Like, if, you, if you've if you never seen a Marvel movie, maybe do this one first. Yeah. There it's... was more things I wanted to get into specifically, but I, you know, I can't really remember them at this moment. There was a lot of the Avengers lore, but it wasn't directly tied in. Like, the Collector, who was in Thor 2, was also in this film. Um... You know, there was there was small little ties. It's pretty. It's pre, It's a neat film. It's a neat film. It's it's the fun to watch. Is amazing. The soundtrack is incredible. What what's so great about this movie is that it's fun from the second you start it to the second it's over. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's definitely. I'm. Not, I ordered the Blu-ray of this, off Amazon recently. Like it's it's that it's that good that I wanted in my collection. 
Oh, you know what? You know what? There's one more thing that I wanted to note about this that I didn't quite like. Um, John C. Riley uh, oh, was, yeah. in this, was in this I movie. didn't like any of those people, like the Nova Corpse yeah. people. Yeah, John C. Riley and Glenn Close. Glenn those, Close was fucking those, terrible. She was probably the worst in this movie. Those two people were so arbitrarily stuck into this movie just to say, look at the look at all the fucking famous people in this movie. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. John John C. Riley's character didn't need to come out and be like, you saved my family. I have a wife and kids. Nobody gives a fuck, dude. You're you're a fucking stormtrooper. Just go back and do your job. We don't we don't care about your wife and kids. I feel like they just needed him for that that trailer that he was in. And yeah. that's all that's all they wanted him for. And then they're like, oh shit, well we put him in the trailer, now we gotta fucking put him in the movie, god damn it. <laughs> god fucking damn it, John. <laughs> Go back to doing Doc Oh man, if he would have did if he would have busted out some Dr. Brule in this, then maybe <laughs> maybe I would have liked him in it. <laughs> that would have been good. But yeah, John C. Riley was just sort of like plunged in here just as like a hey look, it's it's that funny guy. Remember there, that funny? Uh, there was some great fucking action scenes in this though, and all the CGI was amazing. Like the prison break was great. The yeah. starship thing was great. Um even when they were in that chase in like the little pod things, that was fucking awesome. Everything was amazing in this like the the CGI, like spectacular. Also also before before we move on, I just want to say fuck Michael Rooker. <laughs> yeah, Michael Rooker was in this. Oh yeah, uh, was he supposed to be black in this? <laughs> no, like, he was. He was blue. What? what? Yeah, but, but like he was doing like a black I, guy voice. I think he was doing like just like a Southern Louisiana voice. I don't. It, oh. it was weird, man. Boy, don't you get to picking? You know who done save you? It was. That was kind of weird. Michael Rooker. I, fucking, we've met Michael Rooker and fuck that guy forever. Yeah. Fuck, fuck that guy forever. Ask me forty-five dollars for an autograph, and you go fuck himself. Yeah, fuck you. You're not that good, Michael. <laughs> You're not that good. Uh, look, I liked you in a movie, and the reason I came up to talk to you is because nobody was around you. <laughs> fuck, fuck you, Michael Rooker. You're awful. Done with Michael Rooker. Done with Michael Rooker. I hope Yondu is not a recurring character. Yeah, he might be though. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's looking that way. <laughs> it's looking. It's looking likely. It's looking pretty likely that Michael Rooker will fuck. <laughs> so now we can move on to. We can move on. I think we've we've said our piece about Guardians of the Galaxy. I think it's pretty. It's pretty. It's pretty obvious that we both like it a lot. Uh, we can move on and say our pieces about our top five uh, space films now. Sure. I kind of cheated on this because one of them isn't really a space film, but there's a part in space, and it's like the best part of the movie. So all right, we'll, that counts. We'll get we'll we'll get to that we'll get to that in a bit. But why don't why don't you start us off with your number five space? Uh, number five is a space comedy. Um, it's kind of uh, it's kind of a cult classic. Some people dislike it. I love it. This is space Starship Troopers. Starship Troopers. You know what? I've never seen it. I've never I've heard it's funny. It's really funny, yeah. It's I've heard, I've heard that shit's I've heard that shit's totally not some whack. Great, some great uh, practical uh, effects, and then oh. some shitty CGI. So oh, it's, like, it's one of those movies. Everybody but knows yeah, I love these Patrick shitty Harris CGI. is in it, and he's he's fantastic in it, and it's, it's a really good it's a really good movie, really funny. Yeah. Gotta love that MPH. Okay, so my number five uh, is the one that I was already kind of talking about, saying you know. It's not really a space movie. It takes place mostly on Earth, but uh, there is an alien in it, and the most important part is in space. That movie is The Iron Giant, a classic, 
a classic cartoon tale. Um, of course, the best part is when the Iron Giant goes up into space and then everybody is weeping their fucking eyes out. Yeah, you as too, Chadley, right? plummets himself. Oh, I, I watched this movie actually recently by myself. And, like, I've seen it before and been like, oh, yeah, that was pretty good and been totally fine. But I watched it, like, two months ago, and I fucking blubbered like a baby boy bitch. Yeah, baby I, boy Chadley. <laughs> baby boy bitch Chadley. I couldn't believe it. I was sitting there, and I was like, no! Iron Giant, no! <laughs> I've never seen that movie all the way through. Oh, it's fucking fantastic. I mean, you got... um. Harry, whatever the fuck his name is in the cast, Harry Carnick Jr., whatever. I caught like half of it on TV one night, and that's all I've seen of it. And that's uh, that's actually uh, a movie that Vin Diesel, one of the first movies Vin Diesel was ever in. Yeah, that's interesting, actually. The Iron G. And the guy who did the, the voice effects for The Iron Giant did his voice effects for Guardians of the Galaxy. Huh. Pretty, pretty oh, yeah. obvious, because they sound identical. <laughs> yeah, 100%, 100% identical. Fucking Groot, man. Groot's the best. Groot fucks. You know that part when he's like smashing those guys and he just turns around and he smiles like, it's the greatest thing ever. I love Groot. <laughs> you cheeky fuck. <laughs> yeah, that part's good. All, all parts of that movie are good. It's a, it's a good movie, well, well, well cast. Okay, uh, my number four. This is Star Trek Wrath of Khan. Ah, oh, fucking great movie. Probably my favorite of the Star Trek films. Um, most uh, One of the most iconic villains in the Star Trek universe. Probably the most, I would say, with Khan. Khan! I, I, do, love the, I do love the original series, and uh, William Shatner, you know, <laughs> he fucks, man. I was actually talking about this with someone today, about how I believed that the original Star Trek series worked better as a film series than a TV series, whereas I feel the exact opposite about Next Generation. It works better as a TV show sure. than and it did as a film and series. And that's because of the structure of how the original series was set up. They they hired film writers to write every episode, right? They didn't have a writing staff for that mm -hmm. show. And I think that's why it seems like that today. So Of course, that's not a problem that, that you would make, or not a mistake you would make in the in the 90s. And that by the by the 1990s, that they had that shit down pat. Yeah, yeah. TV was kind of better by then. But not, <laughs> not not super good. Uh, my number four, uh, also also from the Star Trek series, but it's actually I thought long and hard about which Star Trek film I wanted to include. And after mm -hmm. thinking about it a long a long time, I realized I want to be honest and say which one I actually enjoyed the most. And that was for sure the J.J. Abrams one, the original Star Trek. Yeah, that's uh, good. With Chris really Pine, good. Chris Pine, Zachary Quino, Leonard Nimoy. Um, um, who else is in that fucking movie? Simon Pegg. Yeah, I, yeah. I enjoyed the the multiple the multiple um, universes that it presented. Almost like almost like it was a sequel to the original series based in a different yeah, universe. That's that's why it was good, and I, I know a lot of people shed on that movie, but. It's definitely up there for me. It's I, I really do like that movie a lot. The second one is kind of more of the same, but it's 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 okay. I've never seen it. Guy Benedict, Benedict Cumbersnatch in there. Snap and Um I heard that I heard that the next Star Trek movie that JJ how how is JJ Abrams doing so much? But I've heard the next Star Trek movie that he's doing is gonna have fucking um 
what's his name? What's his fuck? Uh, uh, what's oh shit, Captain Kirk. What's that guy's name? William Shatner. Yeah, Shatner, the Shat. Oh, that's cool. I, 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 I hadn't heard he was also doing the next Star Trek too. I, I think it's just a rumor right now that I think probably William Shatner started spreading. Oh, but, yeah, yeah, could be. No, but, I, I mean J.J. Abrams. I thought he was just on Star Wars now. Oh yeah, which and you know what? The fact that I like that Star Trek that he did so so much is probably why I have some optim optimism for Star Wars Episode Seven. Yeah, I but, think. Uh... I think J.J. Abrams knows how to direct space shit, so that, that should be okay. And I feel like J.J. Abrams is probably a Star Trek fan, so he probably knows the lore, like the back of his wang. I guess. So it won't be it won't be bad. I, All right, I, don't, I don't feel like J.J. Abrams is writing it, though. So. Oh, well, whoever is writing it probably knows the lore like the back of their wang. But yeah, I, I mean, it's good for the director to know what they're fucking directing. I, I agree with that. As long as George Lucas stays away from this project. Yeah, George forever. Lucas should not make films ever. He is ruining. <laughs> he made one. He made Star Wars, the original, A New Hope. I like that one. Yeah, it's a good one, right? And then he didn't make the episode five and six. He got other people to do it. I like and those ones. Like, and then he was like, oh my goodness, I can make... So much money off being a shitty person. That's really cool that I can do that. Well, dude, I, I shit on Star Wars a lot, but it's it's mostly the movie franchise that I don't like. I, I, I do enjoy this extended universe quite a lot. Like, all the video games are quite fun. The Do you remember that um, Star Wars Clone War anime? Yeah, I've like never seen it. I've heard it's good. years though. ago. That was really cool. Even, like, the Clone Wars, like, re more recent... Cartoon was pretty good, and like I, I like a lot of the Star Wars universe. I just think the movies are so fucking overrated and garbagey. But you know, there's time and place for that. I like them, but we'll get into that in a little bit, of course. Uh, so what's what's your number three? My number three. This is a movie with Sam Rockwell. It's called Moon. Uh, basically, Sam Rockwell alone in a space station on the moon with uh, a robot voiced by Kevin Spacey. Oh, K-Space! And it's just it's just Sam Rockwell. And, like, I, anytime a, an actor is, like, acting by himself... That's like, a challenge. I, yeah, I really commend that. And, like, Sam Rockwell pulled it off better than any other movie I've seen with, like, a single actor. So Moon gets a place up there. That's awesome. I, I've never seen that. I've written it down. Check out Moon. Moon's really good. So my number three... My number three is a classic as well. Uh, also, much like the Iron Giant, not a whole lot of space stuff in here. Uh, that movie is The Planet of the Apes, uh, starring, starring Charlton Heston, mainly because the reason that everything happened the way it did is because he accidentally went forward 2,000 years in space just because of relativity and traveling in space. And uh, it's a fucking good movie. It's, like, it's all I can say about it. It's just fucking good. Charlton Heston is like the man. Yeah. Didn't, like, something really awful about him come out? Like, didn't he, like, hit women, or wasn't he, like, racist or something like oh, that? Oh, I would not be surprised. He yeah. Lived, he lived back in the day when you could you could hit women, and it's fine. Remember that, Chad? You could smoke on planes and hit women? Yeah. 
One thing that always may, uh, is very confusing to me about Planet of the Apes is that it's Charlton. It's one of Charlton Heston's biggest roles. But if you actually pay attention to the themes of the movie, it's extremely anti-religion. It is a very anti-religion movie. Yet on the exact same spectrum, one of the biggest movies Charlton Heston ever did was The Ten Commandments, which is very pro-religion. Very confusing. Yeah. Very confusing stuff. How dare you? How dare you, Heston? Planet of the Apes was good. I'll agree with you on that. My number two, uh, Stanley Kubrick's 2001. It's a good space movie. Okay. I, know, I know you have some stuff to say about this. So. I have I have a much to say about 2001, A Space so, Odyssey. Yeah, we can probably skip over that for now. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll save her for now. That was your number two? That's my number two. Okay, my number two. Uh, I had to pick a movie from this franchise, of course, because it is... One of my favorite franchises. I kind of disagree with you on what you think about this franchise. Star Wars Episode Five: The Empire Strikes Back, uh, is for sure, in my opinion, my humble opinion, the best movie of the franchise. That being said, I love all of them, except for Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones. Actually, Phantom Menace had some redeemable qualities. Mostly boring stuff. Mostly boring political stuff. But there was the pod racing, Darth Maul, the double lightsaber. Attack of the Clones... Literally zero redeemable qualities. <laughs> that, shit's un- that shit's actually unwatchable. <laughs> Nothing good about fucking Attack of the Clones. Revenge of the Sith I actually kind of like, despite the fact that Christian uh, Tur- Per Hayden, Christian Hayden? I, I, can't, I can't watch him act. He's, he was so, so bad. bad, dude. You turned her against me! He fucking I, sounds like Hercules from the, the Disney the, three, the original three, pretty good. I, I can watch those anytime. The, the newer three, fucking unwatchable. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, Phantom Menace, is, it's got the double lightsaber, so I'll, <laughs> it's like, skip, right. Just skip to that scene. Also, Phantom Menace also had Liam Neeson, which was pretty neat. Yeah, but then it has Jar Jar Binks, and you're like, what the fuck oh, yeah. is this shit? Oh, yeah. Jar, I, there's no character except for Jar Jar Binks. There's no other character in the universe that could be so awful that they rule out <laughs> Liam Neeson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, what, that's, that's, that's how I, I just... They're Ugh. good. I'm not saying the Star Wars franchise is bad. I'm just saying it's overrated. Like, I, oh, I agree with you on that. That being said, it is. They are some of my favorite movies, and I personally do love it. And I will overhype it. I I will admit, I super do overhype it. Do I do I say it's better than it probably actually is? Fuck yeah. Just because I think they're fun to watch. And Darth Vader, dude, don't fuck with James Earl Jones. No, absolutely not. Also. When they were casting those Star Wars movies, they were like, okay, so we need uh, Han Solo, and George Lucas is like, oh, well, I'm friends with Harrison Ford, and they're like, okay, well, we need a Luke Skywalker. Any of you guys know a really fucking ugly dude? (laughs) 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 They just cast Mark Hamill, the ugliest man in the world. Yeah, the casting was weird for that fucking franchise. Yeah. Carrie Fisher and Harrison Ford are aight. Mark Hamill. I, I... I do think the first three really defined the space genre, but I mean, it's just some of the some of the writing in those movies is just so fucking terrible. And like, you have George Lucas fucking with them all and like remastering them. It's like leave that the fuck alone, man. Like in, in Return of the Jedi, on the I have the Blu-ray of the of the the Blu-ray remasters of five six or four five six, and at the end of Return of the Jedi, 
They fucking edited in Hayden Christensen. Hey, here's, here's a better here's a better thing you could do with your time, George Lucas, and retooling <laughs> retooling your fucking fine films. They were fine as they are. Don't stop retooling them. Why don't you write some new ones, you fuckhead? Yeah, fuck. It's fucking unbelievable to me that they only made six of those. <laughs> in like, and the, that series took them like. Forty years to finish. If if I had any control over Star Wars, which I know they're doing it now, I would be cranking those bitches out every couple of years. It would it would be like Harry Potter, but forever, you know. Yeah, it would be like I feel like that series is gonna go down in history as like a James Bond type series because James Bond they just fucking just keep slapping them out yeah. and they're always That's, great. Yeah. Just fucking keep jerking off the fucking James <laughs> Bond movies and popping them out. That's what they should have been doing with Star Wars for like ten years. It's like don't, don't just make a trilogy and sit on it. If it's like just keep fucking cranking them out. That's what I would have liked to see. And now I think they're doing it now. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm on board with that. Fucking fucking a Disney crank those crank those little bitches out. <laughs> so what's what's your number one space movie? Oh, uh, my number one space movie. This is the one of my favorite movies of all time. This is Alien. Ah, uh, fuck! How did I forget Alien? So well, how did I do this? Pretty much my favorite, not only my favorite space movie, it's pretty much my favorite movie right there up there with Jurassic Park. Yeah, Jurassic mm-hmm. Park is right up there for Those me are my two well. favorite movies, Jurassic Park and fucking Alien. Okay, well, Jurassic Park is actually my second favorite movie of all time, probably Fight Club at number three. Yeah, Fight uh, Club's good. Now, my number one favorite movie of all time is my number one space movie as well. We already talked about it a little bit, but we're going to go into depth. 2001 A Space Odyssey, the Stanley Kubrick classic. I fucking love Kubrick, man. Fuck, dude, it fucks. How is this movie? I know we talked about this when we were talking about monkey movies as well, but oh my god. Like, every time I watch this movie, I fucking... I fucking just turn everything off. I I turn off my cell phone. This I don't do that for many movies. I turn off my cell phone. I turn off everything. I have to fucking be there 100% attentive because 2001 A Space Odyssey is just perfect. Like, there's no other word to describe it. It's fucking perfect. There's no movie that's better. It's perfect. Basically, why I like 2001 A Space Odyssey so much is that it is like this perfect representation of how life got from where it was, you know, like thousands of years ago when we were still fucking orangutans to where we are now and where we're headed in the future. Like, it's it's a perfect resemblance of the human race. And a lot of people, like, watch it and it's like, yo, I didn't get that movie. Fucking watch it again then. Yeah, that's one of those ones where it's just like, just keep watching it. Like... I can watch it twice in a row and still be just as enthralled. You know, like that really long sequence where he's fucking going through space into that into Jupiter and like he's just going ape shit and wild, and it's like ten minutes of that. Mm-hmm. That may seem boring, just ten minutes of that shit. But every time that part comes on, my face is just glued to the television. I'm like, I can't look away for a second because it's it's amazing. It's amazing. God damn. It's good. You you can really say that a lot about Kubrick. He he definitely he's like we're, we'll we'll get into this in a minute, but I feel like Christopher Nolan he's like always trying to be smart in these movies. And sometimes Stanley it just Kubrick comes off just was smart. Like yeah, 
Christopher Nolan is is sort of come off as yeah, you know what? I, I had a I had a I had a thing to say there, but I forget. But what you said is pretty much perfect. Yeah. It's almost like it's almost like Christopher Nolan, and we will get into this, is just trying to be like Stanley Kubrick so hard. He Not wants that, to... but he he's he's just trying to he, I, it might be that he thinks he's really smart. I don't know. But like <laughs> there's just some things that rub me the wrong way with Christopher Nolan that Stanley Kubrick does not have any of those traits, in my opinion. Yeah, but we'll get into it. We'll get into it because I do like some Christopher Nolan movies. We'll get into that in a bit. But first, let's get into let's get into something really exciting. Oh fuck yeah! This is probably the most, the number one most shit on James Bond film ever. Yeah. People hate this movie, and I don't get it. I seriously think it's maybe one of the best. Ooh, I wouldn't go that far. It's so it's I, it's it's good, but it's I I see I see like where people here, would lose. Here's my argument: is that yes, it's silly. He goes into outer space and then he fights Drax, and it's it yes, it's kind of silly. That's but, not even like the part that I feel like the hour and a half before they go to space is where it loses a lot of people. But the thing is, is that I'm I totally don't agree with that at all because that movie um, does what a lot of good James Bond movies do. The best James Bond movies have him going from place to place to place so following subtle clues. He was all over the map in this movie. Yeah, that's true. And I really like that. He went to California, then to Venice, then to Brazil, then to, you know, space. space but, fucking space. <laughs> but he was all over the map in this movie, which I really liked. There were some really good fox scenes. Yeah, uh, that's true. There was there was some excellent, and he this was another one. I would say this was pretty high on the fox scale. He would just walk into a room and be like, "Lady, I'm going to fuck you." <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's true. There was definitely a lot of like when you see the the name Moonrake, you're like, mm, "I wonder how much this is going to take in, take place in space." Don't think it like that, because not much of it really does. I mean, the good stuff does. But think of it as just another James Bond movie. Think of it as if yeah. you don't you don't see the space twist coming. Well, <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't know about that. Like, it starts off with them hijacking a fucking Moonraker shuttle. Another thing about this movie that makes it probably one of my favorite James Bond movies, fucking Jaws, man. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, henchmen don't generally... They're not reoccurring. Jaws, yeah. however. Jaws is reoccurring like a motherfucker. And, I don't know, I, I really like this movie because they actually managed to give Jaws sort of a personality, despite the fact that he says one line of dialogue in the entire movie. Yeah. They managed to give him a likable personality. There's... Of, course, of course, in the last movie, he was just, you know, big brute with the big teeth. But yeah. in this movie... God damn, he was an interesting character that I liked. There's there's a really great scene when they were in Brazil at, at like that street festival, and uh, he's like chasing Bond, and then he gets trapped in a, a group of <laughs> dancing dance. people, and like he's trying to get back to James Bond, and then at some point he just starts dancing with him. <laughs> and I'm like that is fucking amazing. And and another thing too is that Jaws <laughs> falls in love, and it's like ten out of ten adorable, like. Yeah. 
I usually don't say that because I think that's dumb and fruity and stuff, but 10 out of 10, Jaws and that girl, adorable plotline. <laughs> it, like, it did feel, like, really well written compared to some of the other ones. Like, it, it felt like it had a structure more so than some of the... Yeah, I totally agree, and that's why, like, we've been talking from the very beginning about when this bad boy was going to come up, because one thing about me is that I've seen almost all the James Bond movies. I fucking live movie. This is one of my favorites, for sure. Like, yeah, it, it's definitely memorable, it's that's so, for sure. It, there's so many good moments in it, and and... No gravity fuck scene. Oh, no. No gravity fuck scene. <laughs> that is one of my... That's like on my bucket list. Yeah, that's that's pretty legendary. That's one of my dreams. They fuck with no gravity. That doesn't even seem like it would be easy or well, possible. A lot of the space stuff, like... <laughs> it was clearly not very probable, but it's, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. Like, and also... <laughs> Like when <laughs> at the end when all the astronauts were fighting each other with those guns that were yeah. on their chest. What the fuck was that? <laughs> fucking floated into space and had a, had a fucking space war in their spacesuits. That was amazing. Oh, it was so fucking ridiculous, but I loved it. I didn't like. I didn't. One thing I didn't like about this movie was the overuse of lasers. I thought there was just too many fucking lasers in this one. Like yeah, that's and that, but that's such a small complaint. <laughs> I I really love they've really started giving like cue scenes like a lot of time to just settle with you like <laughs> the fucking cue scenes man they're getting good I, I really like the cue scene where James Bond walks in wearing a fucking uh, sombrero and a poncho <laughs> yeah, why was he wearing that because <laughs> they were in like an Alamo like <laughs> they never explained why he wore that he just did. Yeah, I don't know. It was weird as fuck, but I loved it. Perfect. Just perfect. And this is this is starting to become a recurring thing where James Bond has been banging um has been banging CIA it's like CIA agents. He was he's been all over those. That that girl was CIA, right? She was something. I don't recall. She was something. She was like some sort. He's banging all the people he works with. Yeah, yeah, well, he's, yeah. he's getting around the workplace. That's for sure. Yeah, it was the seventies. There wasn't any like sexual harassment things you could really do. Yeah, fair enough. Overall, I don't know, man. If you had to watch one James Bond movie out of all the ones that we've watched so far, make it this one. This one, yeah. uh, uh, it was two hours, but I didn't feel it at all. I mean, they're all two hours. That's not really. <laughs> I know, I know, but I'm saying sometimes I kind of feel it, you know. I kind of yeah, feel true. that it's two hours. This one, it, it it flowed so well that I never had time to stop and think about anything else. You know, he just yeah, yeah. There wasn't as much useless dialogue I felt, mm-hmm. which is a big problem with the early James Bond movies. Is they're just talking for no fucking reason, and you're like, all right, you know, this doesn't have to be two hours. You're you're just stretching to make it two hours. What the fuck is this shit? I don't I don't know if I'm giving this movie unnecessary praise or if I just fucking loved it or what. It's, it's so definitely good. good. I mean I don't I get don't... why it's so shit on is like the worst James Bond movie. I love it. 
Yeah, that's if if you think this is the worst James Bond movie, you haven't seen very many fucking James Bond movies. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, clearly you've never seen On Her Majesty's Secret Service with tall James Bond. <laughs> yeah, that movie's <laughs> fucking garbage. <laughs> <laughs> She's just sleeping. Oh my god, terrible, terrible film. My tall ass James Bond, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, not very good though. Not not a very good movie. Dude, I'm I, I'm really enjoying Roger Moore though. Like, I didn't yeah. Think I didn't think there's much going to be topping the. Uh, I, I still don't think he tops our boy. Our boy Connery? Our boy Connery, but he's really good. He's really we're, good. We're, we're getting pretty close to the resurgence film of the Connery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never, never Say Never Again, <laughs> uh, which, is, which is very exciting. That movie's going to be awesome. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's, like a re, it's like a retooled Thunderball, so it might just be Thunderball again. We'll see. <laughs> Thunderball, except this time James Bond is fucking old. Yeah, well, it's it's weird because it was Connery and Thunderball, so like. I wanna I wanna see I wanna see how much they have old man Connery fucking. Yeah, like, that's yeah, what that's... that's what I'm curious about. How how much are they gonna have old man Connery? How far is in? this movie gonna be on the fuck scale? If you were to throw a guess out there, how many times do you think he's gonna fuck in this movie? Probably a lot, because hear hear me out for a second here. This is a reimagining of Thunderball, which is the highest on the Bond fuck scale. Oh, you're right. Right? It's it's definitely the highest on the Bond fuck scale. Mm-hmm. So hopefully hopefully they'll get Old Man Bond's willy wanked a few times. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think I think it'll fuck. I think it'll fuck. Yeah, I've never seen it, and I barely even heard of it until we started doing this. So. Yeah, me neither. My, my dad told me about it, and I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? He's like, no, Sean Connery did one in the 80s. I was like, no, he didn't. You're high as a kite. <laughs> Looked it up. There it is. Never say never again. Real movie. Funny. Do you think they got Bernard Lee to be in it? I don't know. That's, like, that's, that's a good question. Would they fire him from the regular series if he were to do that? Could I'd imagine. I also I'm also curious to when old la- old lady Judy Dench takes over. That's not for a bit. Not for a bit. We're we got, we got, some, we got a bit. We got to still. St- still a bit more of fucking. I, I I am ruining the day that we have to say goodbye to the queue that's in there now and. Oh yeah, he's talk. fucking amazing, dude. And we have to go into fucking John Cleese territory. <laughs> oh god, yeah. <laughs> oh, but seriously. That that the guy who plays Q is so fucking funny. Yeah, he's the, he's the fucking highlight of this shit. Like <laughs> last time with the hookah gun, man, that was oh, fucking. Yeah. How, how do you even put that together? You're you're a you're a hero. Goddamn, you're goddamn national treasure, Q. <laughs> uh, I really like I, Q in those new movies. Yeah, he's okay-ish. I don't know. He's I don't know. I don't like the. I, I don't know when 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 old man Q is a smartass. I think it's kind of funny because he's like, fucking old man. He can just do whatever he wants. But mm-hmm. when little little boy Q is a smartass, it kind of makes me just go, "You ungrateful little fuck! I'm gonna punch yeah. you in the mouth." And he's like supposed to be like a big like computer technology guy, and he plugs in that laptop straight into the mainframe like a retired style. <laughs> oh, God damn it! <laughs> oh, we fucked up everything. Yeah, he fucks up so hard. And you know what's the best part is that is that he clearly was known to fuck up hard because um, Javier Bardem's plan that he made required him to fuck up, so he knew he was gonna fuck up. Yeah, well, we'll get into that once we hit that movie. But 
Also, Q doesn't Q doesn't give him that cool of stuff. There's no hookah guns in. Yeah, there's no fucking hookah guns. Uh, this next movie with uh, with uh, Christoph Waltz better have a goddamn hookah gun or I'm out. <laughs> or at least the SIG gun. The SIG gun was good. The SIG gun, the SIG gun still might be my fave because <laughs> because he just shot it at one person for no reason. Uh, my my roommate Drew is a he's a big fan of the SIG gun. <laughs> He's got some stories about how he would use a SIG gun in <laughs> real-life situations. It's fucking fantastic. I would use a SIG gun every day. Like, I wouldn't even aim it at people. I would just fucking only smoke cigarettes that did that. <laughs> <laughs> if I hit somebody, oh well. Well, you got just... anything else about this uh, Moonraker movie before we move on? Fucking see it. Like, it's so goddamn good. Cancel all your plans. Don't go to work. Call in sick. Watch you know, we, we've made a lot of good recommendations today. So if you haven't seen 2001, go see that. Haven't seen Moonraker, go see that. Haven't seen Moon, go see that. Guardians see of the Galaxy. Haven't seen Guardians of the Galaxy, go see that. Haven't seen Alien, go see that. I haven't seen Planet of the Apes, fuck yeah, see that. I mean, you could probably skip that one. <laughs> there's, lo- there's lots of good movies. There's lots of good movies. But let's let's move on to one called Interstellar. This is a brand new joint from Matt McConaughey and Bryce T. Howard. What? Interstellar? Interstellar? Uh, of course, uh, Christopher Nolan cast Michael Caine in every single movie. Are they banging her? <laughs> they're, pulling, they're pulling a Tim Burton, Johnny Depp situation. <laughs> okay. Yeah. They, they uh, must be. Phew. I don't know about him in this movie. Michael Caine. I understand a goddamn word he said. <laughs> he was mumbling. He's getting old. He's getting there. Like he had some scraggly ass old guy hair. Like I, yeah, I do feel like the mixing was a real big problem in this movie. Yeah, audio wise, I agree. Maybe it's just because I saw it in an IMAX theater, high off my ass. <laughs> but like, I feel like anytime they were in a spaceship, I couldn't hear shit what they were saying because the spaceship was too loud. Anytime they pulled in music. Couldn't hear what the fuck they were saying because the music was too loud. I don't know if it was IMAX or what, but it, I didn't. I didn't really have that problem, but it's possible I just didn't notice it. Yeah. Um, one thing I want to say is that we we're talking about Michael Caine and how he's getting old these days. You know how like when you have a cat, like it just kind of looks like a cat until it hits like the age of like sixteen or seventeen, and then suddenly its hair starts getting gross and like <laughs> starts getting fucking. Spots and patches and lumps and shit. That's what Michael Caine looks like. Yeah. <laughs> That's what Michael Caine... He looks like a gross, dying cat. Kind of. I don't, <laughs> I, I, I don't know if it was because he was actually dying in this movie or what, but he was fucked up, dude. Yeah, well, he, he wasn't dying at the beginning, and he looked fucked up. Yeah, I guess. Now, this movie has, this movie has some laudable performances, but it also has... This movie felt like they cast Matthew McConaughey, right, because he's really good, but then they cast another like another bunch of really good actors to play bit roles mm-hmm. that it wasn't necessary. Specifically, let's talk Topher Grace. Yeah, was that was actually was Topher Grace? I was that fucked was, up. I didn't know that was actually Topher Grace. That I'm was like, that actually Topher, Topher Grace? What was he doing? He had like eight lines. Why was he in this? The whole time he was just... Standing outside yelling at shit. I'm like, can you not do that? We're trying to concentrate on the shit that's happening on the inside. Why the fuck is he yelling? Why doesn't he come in and grab her? Why the fuck? I just, I don't understand why Topher Grace was in this fucking movie. 
I liked I liked a lot about this movie, but there was also some stuff like I I remember walking away from the theater going, "Wow, that was great." But then as I thought about it the more, I was like, "Wait a minute, that was fucking weird." Like just little things like that. Uh and another thing too, Anne Hathaway didn't need to be in this movie, man. Like Yeah, well, I mean, whatever. You know what was awesome though? She did not need to be in it though. She was fine in that role. You know what was awesome about this movie? Hmm. Well, Matthew McConaughey was in space, his kids kept getting older, and he just stayed the same age. <laughs> yeah, all right, all right. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. No, but um, Bryce Dallas yeah. Howard, another another notable one. So, you, I know you're saying, like, all these people didn't need to be in it. Fucking, this kind of felt like a waste of McConaughey in a lot of ways to me. It felt like there wasn't any, like, like Matthew McConaughey, clearly the main character. I thought he was good. I didn't think he was as great as he was in, say, Dallas Buyers Club. He seemed, no. he didn't seem to have a huge range of emotions in this movie. He was just kind of, kind of neutral. His character was really weird because it's it starts off there in like this. It's the way it started had me hooked because I was interested. That's what I liked about this. Like I really like the way Christopher Nolan like builds these weird worlds like that, right? Like world building. And like I think I would have been really interested in this movie if it was just a post-apoc cornless world. That would have been more interesting. And then he like goes into space and does all this weird shit. Yeah. One of my favorite one of my favorite parts of the entire movie is that really invokes a lot of like uh emotion. Some it's like a part where I actually gave a shit about the characters is when Matthew McConaughey is out there or is like trying to say goodbye to his daughter and he leaves and She's too late to say goodbye to him. He's bawling, and everybody in the theater is probably fucking wanking their weasel. Um, you know, just like it was actually a really good moment between the two characters, and you could see that him and that little girl had some really great chemistry. As soon as we knew that he was not going to be seeing her again, don't give a shit anymore. Like I don't care anymore. He's not like he's probably never going to see his daughter again. This is this is one of those classic cases of Nolan where he's just trying to fit so much shit into even three hours is not enough for this movie. Yeah, it was a thranky man. This was a fucking long movie. Um, I, could, I could honestly, I could have watched another hour of this shit. Another, a, another, another. Really, that's why he fucking he released a uh, a prelogue in a comic book form. Seven pages, and I'm like, this bitch is seven pages, Christopher Nolan. Aren't you like notable? <laughs> Aren't you notable for making things this hilarious? Could have been, long? This could have been a 12-hour miniseries on Netflix. I yeah, I agree, and I think it almost would have been better as a miniseries. But yeah, they, they, he was trying to squeeze too much into what was overall a pretty decent movie. It's, but here's a, here's another it's thing. Fine, but like yeah, okay. Let's, here's another thing. We were talking about waste, a waste of actors, but we haven't discussed the biggest waste of a good actor they used in this entire fucking movie. I know what you're going to say here, but I think I disagree with it. Really? How? Yeah. How do you disagree? Are, are you talking about Matt Damon? I'm talking about Matt Damon! Why the fuck was he in this movie for five minutes? Doesn't matter, but he was my favorite character in this movie. He was he my played. favorite character in it too, but I would have liked to see him more. I do... Well... I feel like he was in it long enough to justify it, but I don't understand why they hit him yeah. for so long. Like, yeah, they, they, he's not in like the beginning credits. He wasn't announced in like the, you know, like in the fucking trailers. 
nothing. They hit him. They kept him hidden from... It's like one of those things. It's like, okay, you hit him, but you didn't need to. To be honest, though, to be honest, when I was sitting there in the theater and I saw that that was Matt Damon, I was delightfully surprised and actually pretty happy about it. Like, I enjoyed the surprise. That being said, his character didn't stick around for too long. Ended up being the bad guy, which was cool. And that's... I know you said you said the Matt Damon character is your favorite character. Um, you probably like the comic book thing, because it's all about his character. Oh, okay. The whole thing is about Matt Damon. Seven pages, I'm not too interested in reading, though. Yeah, um, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty flimsy. But it's just like, he was like the most... He was like the nicest bad guy ever. He's like, I'm so sorry. He's like yeah. headbutt smashing him. It's yeah. just like... So ridiculous. And he's like, I, I, I kind of wanted to see his head explode or something. Like, but you know, he went out all right, I suppose. Yeah. So after that scene, of course, they're like, "We gotta go see what happens when you go through a black hole, man." So they're like, "All right, we're gonna go into the black hole." And then the rest of the movie is directly right out of 2001: A Space Odyssey. Yeah, but like poorly. Yeah. It was like, that wasn't even, like, he landed in that room, like, in the fifth dimension, and, like, mm-hmm. that was so uninteresting to me. I'm like, well, like, you could have done anything, and you went with this, like... Yeah. Um, I, I, I kind of liked the fact that, you know, they teased that earlier, but, like, I didn't think about that when she was like, I have a ghost in my room. I was like, oh, man, I don't give a shit. But here's... I, I, I kind of I figured that, but... Here's the real, here's the real thing that got me. Mm. She was standing in that room one day, and then suddenly she goes, Oh my god, it's him. How the fuck did you come to that insane, insane fucking, like, conclusion? You are fucking insane to have come to that conclusion. God damn it. You are a crazy person. It just so happens that she was right. And how is she looking at a watch and go, what if, like, if she went outside and was like, my dad is my ghost, and he put the, the plans into Morse code on this fucking stopwatch, people would be like, you're hey, fucking stupid. Hey, hey, movies, uh, stop having people know Morse code, for one. <laughs> yeah. What year is it, goddammit? Putting it in Morse code? No human being would ever figure that out. I don't give a shit how smart you are. There's, there's a lot... Of- well, I mean, she mentioned it earlier in the movie, so that's the only reason why it came back to that. But um, there's a lot of stuff in this movie that I would have liked to see more of an expansion on. Like I was saying at the beginning, that town where we don't know what happened really, but there was some sort of famine, and how many people are left in the world? They didn't really mention that. Weren't they all going to put them on that, that spaceship? They're yeah. going to put all the people on there? So how many people was there? They didn't really explain that. Was it just that town? Like maybe I don't. That's actually a good point. I never thought of it. I would have liked I, to I see figured, a lot figured, more of the dirt town. That was fucking interesting to me. And then when they were exploring all those planets, one of my favorite games, Mass Effect, Mass Effect Two. All you do is land on planets and explore them, and that's super interesting. And then like they go to these two planets that are like the same color as everything else. It's like you land on this water planet, and that's all it is. It's just water. There's nothing interesting on it. Then they go to the ice planet, and there's nothing interesting on it. It's just ice. Oh, the clouds are made of ice, too. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's it's a little silly. Like, I, I would have liked to see, like, some more planets. That, that could have been cool. Like, I'm thinking if this was, like, a 12-hour miniseries, like, there's so much more stuff you could have explored. 
I'm like, you probably could have explained the science better. I was reading an article that the, he definitely did his research, and apparently a lot of scientists are saying that's kind of like what it would be like, but he didn't have enough time to really explain it that well. You want to know something interesting about this movie? Actually, just quick fun fact. Yeah. You know the the dirt town? Mm-hmm. The town that that was filmed in was like 20 minutes out of a town I used to live in. Oh, God bless. Yeah, it's, uh, do you know, you know Fort McLeod? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's the dirt town. Oh, all right. I mean, pretty accurate. Dirt, filth town, terrible. Yeah, it, it looks like it looks like pretty much any rural, rural yeah. town. So, <laughs> yeah, that's where that dirt town was filmed. And I remember there being posters for like, uh, they wanted people to come and be extras in it. And I like was looking at that poster and I was like, Nah, man, that ain't that ain't me. I couldn't afford the gas to go out <laughs> twenty minutes. That was my that was my main reason I didn't do it. Christ. Jesus Christ. Could have, could have been, could have been in a movie with Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right. All right, all right, all right. But like that, when they were filming that movie and those posters were up, that was before Matthew McConaughey seemed to have this resurgence. Like this was before Dallas Buyers Club came out and before Mud came out. Mud like, is th- good. I don't think we've ever talked about that, but I like that movie a lot. Yeah, that movie, that movie's awesome. That movie's really great. Uh, I think it was after Lincoln Lawyer, but like, like this movie clearly took a fucking long time. Like. Really oh, yeah. a long time to make, because I remember when they were filming it. It was like forever ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, it goes back to like Christopher Nolan. It's like I think I would like these movies better if he was just directing them. I don't think he needs to write them all the time. Like it's clearly a good good director, and I will say that I fucking love Inception a lot. It's one of those movies that some people love, some people hate. Yeah, I love Inception too. I, I like I love Inception. It actually might be my favorite Nolan movie. I'd say I'd say probably not for me, just because I like The Dark Knight so much. Yeah, <clears throat> those are those are those are in their own category, really. Yeah, they're their own. They're their own. I, I don't know. Batman Begins is all is pretty is like really good. And Dark Knight Rises, that's well, that's a garbage film. That I, I just garbage. like it though because it's it's so fucking weird. Like it's, it's, it's not chaotic. even a movie really. It's it's not about Batman, which is what kind of pissed me off. Well, I don't I feel like that's such an invalid argument at this point. Like that's everything is not about Batman now. Batman's been around for too long. Like it's it was like Gotham but good, really. I guess I don't know. I, I I didn't love it. I didn't love it. Uh, I mean, I didn't hate it when I was watching in theater. Of course, there's like the action bits. It's like, all right, let's do it. But uh, and of course, um, of course, bald Sean Connery as Bane was pretty good. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, that was fucking weird. But I liked it. It was all right, I guess. But ter- movie had terrible audio mixing. Man, it's just like this movie. Maybe that's like a thing. Yeah, maybe maybe uh, Christopher Nolan isn't that good at uh, knowing what's going on in audio. <laughs> maybe maybe he needs to take it like just like a a basic audio class. He he also like he has really good cinematography, but I feel like he's lacking a bit in like some areas of art direction. Like, yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you there too. This Interstellar was all gray. Like mm-hmm. every aspect of it was gray. Like. It was it was very lifeless. It was a lifeless movie, which I like is fine because they were trying to find life, right? But 
just at times it felt so weird. It's like, can we just like color this up a bit? Like, <laughs> just fucking go into Final Cut Pro, go to Color Corrector, just just fucking crank that bitch up just a little, just a notch. Yeah, I don't know. There are some things like I don't really, I never really understood what Matthew McConaughey's character was like. He's a farmer, but he was he was a pilot, and he doesn't want to be a farmer. It's like it's all very weird. I thought his character was selfish. I thought his character was really selfish. Yeah. And like I think you're supposed to not think that, right? You're supposed to think, oh, he's doing it for the good of humanity. Well, right. They wanted him to be our man, right? Like he he goes, uh, he gets stuck on that planet. He's never gonna see his kids again. Mm-hmm. And like. You know, you know what was interesting, which they never went into at all. Uh, the black dude that stayed on the ship during that time, where they were gone for twenty-two years or whatever. Yeah. Why didn't they go into anything about that? Like they just brushed it off like it was fine. He just he had a beard when they came back, and they're like, "Oh, I guess that means he's older." Yeah, I don't know. There's just like a lot more that I I would like to explore in this movie. Like as a complete movie, there's a lot of things I want to explore, but we never will because it's a fucking three hour movie and not a mini series. Yeah, I want One Christopher thing. Nolan to do a fucking mini series. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> all right, I I follow you there. I follow you there. One thing I thought was really weird was the fucking. This is something that I debated with uh with our good man Lauxi. Him and I had a had a heated debate about this. So you know how they're saying that they, they're always saying, like, they, mm-hmm. as, like, referring to, like, some deities who, you know, created this in, amazing existence yes. for everybody, and they handpick everybody. So Matthew McConaughey ended up being they. Am I, am I wrong there? You're, you're correct. Uh, yeah, that's what I fucking thought. I totally had that argument with Lauxi, and he was like, no, 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 they was, they was the... The advanced race of human beings who built the fifth dimension. Yes, no, but that I, but that started with Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, exactly. He was the first man to have that. Especially then, like even when like I don't really understand like why he was alive afterwards. Like, yeah. But you you did see when he was coming back like through the black hole and he went through that back in time back through that tunnel when he was like the little blip in the wormhole wormhole. Like, my favorite scene in the movie, fucking wormhole scenes, fucking fantastic. <laughs> and then he's, like, he's fucking, like, he's, like, doing one of these with yeah, uh, Anne Hathaway. Hathaway. Yeah. Anne Hathaway's character could have died and nobody would have cared. Well, that's another thing, like, at, at the end of this movie, he, he gets in his little little spacecraft to go meet Anne Hathaway. Like, for what reason? Anne Hathaway wasn't even into you, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she didn't even like you, man. She wanted to get, she wanted to bang Wolfgang or whatever the fuck his name was. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I agree with you on that one. I agree with you on that one. But <laughs> I, like I would the, say... I, I like the idea of him landing on that planet and then Hathaway looking up and like, oh, this fucking guy again. <laughs> <laughs> just, just immediately starts vomiting. <laughs> this fucking guy that ruined my life. <laughs> hey, remember when you ditched me and you took my robot with you so I literally had nothing? Oh, yeah, the robot was amazing, man. Yeah, the robot, the robot with the fucking the humor sensors. That was I good. I, I would have cranked him up to a hundred, but you know. Yeah, I I really enjoyed the way that he walked too. Like he was walking on stilts. Yeah, like, it was, pushing it was himself. Cool. I've never seen a robot like that before. That was it was a really interesting robot design, ribbit design. Yeah, definitely, definitely some quality robot stuff in this movie. Yeah, real good robot stuff, and they, like, they had found, like human voices, which was cool. I also found the fucking the 
the spaceship that they drove really weird because it had like you had to dock it onto like this weird ring thing. Well, that was to harness gravity, right? Yeah, which was weird to me. But no, it makes sense to me. If you were gonna make a spaceship, that seems like a gravity centrifuge would make a lot of sense. Someone who comes from a science background that makes a lot of sense to me. Okay, I don't understand a lot about science, but okay, I'll tr- I'll trust you that it's accurate. I don't know um, if it's accurate. I don't know if it would work, but like, <laughs> it does seem like a cool space thing that I, somebody, I don't know how many people have thought of before. Somebody told me that this movie badass. Somebody told me that they heard this movie is a hundred percent scientifically accurate, and I'm like, oh, I don't think you know what you're saying. <laughs> no, but but I've heard it's I heard it's I've heard it's like pretty good compared to some sci-fi. Yeah, that makes sense to me. That makes even, sense. To me. Even like Neil deGrasse Tyson was like, "Yeah, it's it's not bad." <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, I mean, it's, it's not perfect, but it's not bad. <laughs> um. So overall, would you say would you say this is a seer? Yeah, I would see it maybe in theaters. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how this would translate onto DVD. It it looked really good in IMAX. Like it was like, but still, some of that stuff wasn't even that spectacular. Like it's just a black hole. Like it's not that cool. Yeah. A lot of the space stuff was like, like when they're traveling past Saturn and shit. That looked pretty good. I don't know. This movie is so long and has some so many dry moments that I feel like if I was watching this on DVD, I'd probably like not finish it. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely think you should see this in theaters. It's definitely a theater one. You know, I had yeah. a I have like the Cineplex points and I had a thousand, so I got to see the IMAX for free. Which is like oh, twenty yeah. twenty two dollars for free. So God bless you, Cinemax. <laughs> me, me and my dad went and saw fucking the second Hobbit movie in IMAX. Yeah. Because we were just like, let's fucking go see this Hobbit movie. Because my mom was shopping or something. We we're like, we don't give a shit. So we're gonna go see this Hobbit movie. Paid for IMAX for the two of us. It was like fifty one dollars. Yeah, it's fucking expensive, man. Unbelievable, unbelievable. One one thing I do like about this movie though, not three mm. D. Yeah, that's good. I, I enjoy. I think is is there a 3D showing or is it mm. just not 3D? I don't think it's 3D. I fucking hate 3D. I'm so done. Like three, I feel like eventually 3D is gonna be worth the extra three or four dollars, but it's just fucking not right now. Yeah, I don't think Christopher Nolan is a big fan of it, so. Oh good. That would, that would explain why none of his movies have ever been in 3D. I would say I would say yeah, this was a real like this is a really good movie, but it is padded with a lot of stuff that seemed unnecessary. I kind of like I I enjoy Marvel movies in 3D just because they're very colorful and mm-hmm. they they know how to use it right. But there's like so much garbage 3D out there; it's not even worth it. Like fucking things like uh, I saw Alice in Wonderland in 3D, garbage. Well, you saw Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> That's true. Uh, that was one of the last Tim Burton movies I saw before, before I before I threw in the towel on on T Burt. Yeah, Tim Burton's fucking garbage, garbage human being. Garbage I got some pin, I got some pins on Tim Burton. <laughs> so we're like really over time. So do we want to pump out the information that came out this week real quick? Yeah, fucking why not? Yeah. So this week, two new trailers, two new extremely good trailers. Looking forward to these a lot. Uh, number one, Star Wars Episode Seven, of course. Uh, bitch is coming out in 13 months. They're already teasing us. 13 months. Eh? 13 fucking months. But the one that I'm actually even more excited about, and I think you know what it is. Yeah. What is it? Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park Four, Jurassic World, starring Burt Macklin as a uh, <laughs> raptor, raptor detective. Yeah. Chris Pratt. 
Oh man, this is gonna be amazing. I, I, first of all, I love Jurassic Park. Yeah, so it's one. It's one of my favorite movies. You got that already. I fucking love Chris Pratt, and like he's a raptor detective. He's a raptor whisperer. He talks to them. Also, Bryce Dallas Howard plays a scientist in the Jurassic World. She also mm-hmm. played a scientist in Interstellar. Is that a fucking coincidence? I don't think so. I don't think so, Chadley. Same scientist, same character. Her dad's up in space, so she's like, ah, gonna make Jurassic World. Yeah. yeah also, also, here's one thing. That we, let's talk about this Jurassic World for a tra- uh, trailer for a moment. So basically, what the trailer told us is the park is open now. You know, they found a way to make it, you know, doable as a tourist attraction. Bro, you tried this three times. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> is this like, is this a, I, I didn't actually catch that. Is this a sequel or is it a remake? I think it's I think it's a sequel. I think it's a sequel. Okay. I'm See, that, pretty certain. That's that seems like a bad idea then. Because <laughs> if, <laughs> right? if it's a, if it's a remake, I understand. All right, you're making fucking Jurassic uh, Island. It is it is a sequel. Um, because some fucking big nerds on the internet decided to decipher the whole thing, and. I think it turns out that there's one point where you can find out that the Tyrannosaurus Rex that's in this movie was the same Tyrannosaurus Rex from the first Jurassic Park. Mm. Yeah, I heard that on the internet somewhere. Some nerds went through it and figured that out. Good for them. Well, we'll see, man. (laughs) I I am going to watch this movie for sure. I'm going to see this movie fucking on midnight the day it comes out. I'm so excited. I remember when Jurassic Park, they re-released Jurassic Park in 3D. I usually don't fuck around with 3D, but that was amazing. That movie holds the fuck up, man. Yeah, absolutely. It's still, like, the we've talked about this before, but the, the fucking CG in that movie is still, like, top of the line. Yeah. That movie came out 20 years ago. It's that's that's one of the reasons why I find it to be like one of my favorite films of all time. Is just it looked that good back when I saw it when I was fucking five years old, and it still looks that good today. Like, and you know what's you know what's so wild about Jurassic Park? Hmm. Directed by Steven Spielberg, he released that the same year he released Schindler's List. That dude was making all kinds of silly money. Like, oh yeah. Fucking raking in awards for his, you know, his amazing computer generation and his fucking amazing screenplay writing. Fucking Liam Neeson and Sam Neill. He was busy, man. He was a busy man. He was a busy man. That might be the best year that Spielberg has ever had. Sure, yeah. Now, I like like Jurassic Park, the original, a lot. Sequels, not so much. (laughs) Yeah, that's, that's, that's why I'm a little bit hesitant about Jurassic World. That being yeah. said, Chris Pratt, everything he touches turns to gold. He makes Wanted a watchable movie. Is uh, is he in that? Yeah, he's like the asshole that uh, that Professor Xavier works with. Mm-hmm, okay. Um, <laughs> um, what was I gonna say? Is Jeff Goldblum gonna be in this? I don't know yet. If he is, if he is, this is gonna be a perfect film. Chris Pratt and Goldblum in one room. Oh, dude, can you imagine face-to-face fucking Goldblum and Pratt? Fuck, man. Be amazing. It, it might be, it might be, if, if that were to happen, it would be the finest achievement in filmmaking history. Sure. Uh, do you want to talk cool. about the Star Wars a little bit? Just, just a little bit. Yeah, we'll talk about it a little bit. The first time I saw it, I was kind of like, oh, eh, eh, but then I watched it about 45 times, and I don't know, I started to get to, to like it a little bit. Still want to know what's what, what's up with the soccer ball droid. Yeah, that's that was weird. 
I want to know. I want to know what that thing it is. Like, no, I think it was just a Roomba droid on top of a soccer ball. That's what I could tell. Why? Yeah, I don't. I don't know why. <laughs> um, let me think. Let me think. What else is there to say about this? Oh yeah, we got a little glimpse at the what the Sith Lord is gonna be. And Stuff that uh, uh, cross lightsaber. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool, but I got questions about whether or not that would be work. Like why that would why that would need to be a thing. You know? Uh, the point of a cross guard is to protect you from hitting the part that's gonna hurt you on a sword. That yeah. is a part that's gonna hurt you, so I, I don't know the mechanics behind it. I just think they thought it looked cool, so they made it. Yeah, <laughs> they, they they think it looks cool, but I wanna really think about the fucking like practical use of that. Like are, are they just gonna hold it sideways? And just fucking like crank it like this. I think it's more so. So, if you like catch a saber on the side, then it can catch it right here before it hits your hands and shit. It's possible. I don't know. It seems seems strangely impractical. Then of course we got um, scary black guy stormtrooper, very scared in the desert, and then walking mm. towards some sand dunes. He was black. That was weird. Why is that weird? That's racist, man. No, that's just you don't see that very often, so I liked it. Probably Lando Carcolithian's son. Could be. I would like to, I would like to see that actually. Lando was we, a fucking man. And then we saw we saw a little a little glimpse a little little glimpse of Millennium Falcon. Um here's the thing, is that that final moment when it's like dun da da dun and then we see the Millennium Falcon fucking around how amazing would that have been if if they hadn't leaked that the Millennium Falcon's going to be in this movie? Yeah. Would have been way better. I already knew. So I didn't I was like, oh, "Okay, yeah, kind of saw that one coming, but cool." But if they hadn't leaked it, goddamn. I'm not too interested. Is is Harrison Ford in this movie? Yes, Harrison Ford's going to be in this movie. I'm not too interested in seeing him act anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mark, Mark Hamill's going to be in this movie as well, and it's it's uh, sort of... I, I've heard rumors that Mark Hamill's character, Luke Skywalker, is going to become a Sith Lord, and I'm... Man, like, this is going to sound so mean, but I hope that's true, because I want him to wear, like, a Darth Vader type thing. Like, just don't fucking want to look at him. Like, I just... I'm not... He's not only is he uglier now, he's fatter and older. <laughs> yeah, he's really fat now. <laughs> yeah, I just I don't want to look at fucking Mark Hamill anymore. Also, Carrie Fisher, I don't know what they could have possibly done to fix her, but she was pretty ruined as well. Yeah, she's old as fuck, dude. It's also possible that at some point they just looked at Carrie Fisher and went, you know what? Let's write this part out. Like we can't get this. This woman's not gonna cooperate. We're shit. And I saw her at a con one time, sitting by herself in the Star Wars <laughs> corner, looking all fucking fat and cracked out. <laughs> you went up to her and you're like, "Can I get a?" Can I, I didn't get even go up to her, dude. I didn't. I was like that uninterested in what was going on there. <laughs> I just walked past. She just by herself. You should have gone up to her and been like, "So what are you supposed to be?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Taken prisoner by Jabba. Were you in, Jabba. Were you in anything interesting? Anything iconic? <laughs> She's like, oh, I was in Star Wars, and you're like... Mm, not familiar no. with that. Not familiar <laughs> with that franchise. No, you weren't. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Amazing. Amazing stuff. We are hilariously over time. Yeah, well, fuck it.
Yeah, fuck. The next week, we are actually going to do, I believe, Theory of Everything and Lucy, correct? Absolutely. And of course, we're gonna we're gonna jump into for your eyes only. Uh, another Bond title that that has that that hints at fucking. So oh, it sure does. <laughs> so we can expect nothing Bring but back pussy things. galore. Yeah, <laughs> she's like fucking eighty now. All right, God bless everybody. Um, God bless. Check check out the check out the websites and the, and the subscribes and the, uh, probably shouldn't do Cosby anymore, right? Like that's <laughs> yeah yeah prob- probably not probably not an appropriate bit in this day and age. <laughs> it's too bad. Quinn pops.